T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Wake up! Wake up! Mike Mulligan. Bears, 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 bears. Football, football, football. You know what? I'd like to say you're wrong, Molly, but you're not wrong very often. David Hall. That was one of the best questions you've ever asked. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to get an answer just as good. Chicago Sports Talk for your morning on 670 The Score. And this ball game is over. 191 Orlando beats the Bulls. The thing that really bothers me most about this game, the one thing that maybe it doesn't change the outcome of the game, but can change what our expectations are or how we look at it, is if you just had, in my opinion, better effort. I expected a different outcome. I expected the Bulls, fully expected the Bulls to come in here and blow this team out, considering that they lost in Brooklyn, they lost to Cleveland, lost to Memphis, and you need this game. You got to understand, we, we, we're in the 11th spot in the Eastern Conference right now. What do you say? We're, we're out of the play-in right now? Outside of the we're outside of the play-in right now. We absolutely need each and every game. Start your mornings with Mully and Hawk, 5.30 till 10 a.m. I mean, I almost felt like I could have closed my eyes and he was talking about the Bulls. On 670, the score. It seems like we've, we've regressed. Let's go. Mully and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio, 670, the score. Reunited, and it feels so good. And uh, happy Valentine's Day, buddy. How are hey, you? Hey, look who's back. Welcome back, Mully. Happy Valentine's Day. And it's great to have you back after a nice, refreshing, really it sounds like a great vacation. Nice little getaway. Yeah, yeah. It was an extended weekend in Montreal. Extended My weekend. Water yeah, school go. there, and it was wonderful. It was a great town, had a great time. My brothers uh, flew in, and it was just incredible. It was great. It was just like a wonderful, like, you know, I, I, I mean, I love a lot of people in the world. And it is Valentine's Day, so you're included, whomever you are, uh, listener. Uh, but I, uh, it was like my children, my wife, my brother, like it was the closest relatives to me in life. And it was just extraordinary. Great trip. Great, great idea. Time. Yeah. Nice timing. Great time. I think it was a good celebration for you, although I did wonder at one point on Sunday when I was in – you know, my home on American soil and a day that is celebrated nationally as a, you know, it's, it's a football holiday. Yeah, it is. How did, how did it go over in Canada? Mm, it was good. You know, um, I got to tell you, I was surprised. Like, so obviously it's, it's NHL all the time. All so the time. Every hockey time I, everywhere. Yeah. Every talk more hockey. Out, yeah, it was, it was, yeah. <laughs> you don't know hockey. Talk more hockey. Uh, but it was, it was really kind of extraordinary. 
Um, the second most popular sport in Canada, I, I defy you to name it. Curling. Nope. Good guess, though, because that was our, all of our guesses. That, was that your guess, too? Yes. Second most popular sport in Canada yeah. would be basketball? Nope. Lacrosse. I won't I won't okay. make you name yeah. every sport till you That's can't interesting. Get it. That's interesting. That's a really like it's a, a growth sport in America, but I did I would not have guessed that in Canada. No, they but they have like an indoor league. So they were broadcasting some games and I because I, I I heard that and I thought that must be wrong. There isn't enough lacrosse. Not gonna lie, don't know yeah. lacrosse that well. No. I, I have some friends who have children who play it and it's very demanding, and it is competitive, yes, it is. and it's great for them, but it's not something that I know really I, – I, if I were to break a game down, I would sound pretty stupid. But, like, where we were, the um, we were close to the Bell Center where the Canadiens play. Oh, yeah. And I always wanted to go there. Let me tell you something. I came, I came painfully close to going. The problem is – there were like nine of us, right, with with my daughter and her roommates and stuff. And I thought, geez, like to get a ticket, it was a buck twenty-five. So that's a hundred. Just to get in the door. Just to get in the that's door. That's an expensive family in, outing in the middle of anywhere. Yeah. But that's a hundred dollars American, <laughs> yeah. basically, right? Yeah, right. Hundred yeah. of our dollars, um, because the dollar is strong versus the uh, the Canadian dollar. At any rate, that's way too much money. And I understand hockey costs for money, a hockey game, but I mean, it, so for, they, if you don't love they hockey, played yeah. Saturday and they played Sunday, and it was like they had back to back home games, home afternoon games, afternoon. Oh my gosh, and it was that like, would be tempting. It was awesome because the crowd was like in the hotel bar, and it was overrun with like Canadian fans. You know, it was really cool. So while out at the pubs, did you run into a young Kirby Doc anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I didn't uh, I didn't see him. I should have called him. Should have been. He could have got you tickets. He could have gotten us in. Yeah, <laughs> but no, nah, it was it was really cool. That's it was, great. It was really cool. And you know, the the like the little store we went to was right across from the Bell Center. And uh, you know, I was around there quite a bit. And it was it was a missed opportunity. But, but while and the Hawks played there or do play there on Wednesday or something, right? When the Hawks may tonight. be the tonight. Tonight, yeah. So I mean, you God, I should have hung around. You just and, missed him. I'm glad you're back, but I you mean, just I, missed him. Yeah, I wouldn't have wanted to I don't, pay for it. I don't see God. you sticking around just to go to see the Hawks play. When you could, kind of a dream, though. To I mean, I, I I must say I love seeing Chicago teams in other places, mm-hmm. and I've been lucky enough, you know, not just to cover teams and go to other places, but I've taken the family to Detroit and seen the Sox play to uh, Milwaukee and seeing the Cubs play. It's, it's just a fun thing to do, and we are close enough to different places where you can, you know, shoot to shoot down to Indianapolis and see a Bulls game. It's a fun thing to do. It's just a different venue and a fun way to go about it. Um, but now it's getting crazy. It's Let me say this. I'm quite impressed that Brandon knew right away the Hawks were in Montreal tonight. Yeah, yeah. I thought they were in Montreal tomorrow. Or was that Dustin? Oh, Dustin's taking credit for it. I'm Uh-oh, sorry. We well, go. I did Dustin's I did mention it in the update I probably two times in the pregame show, and okay. it's on the rundown. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> then, then shame on me. Yeah. All right. But I knew because I was and there, and I knew they were And coming. it was on yesterday's rundown, David. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I memorized yesterday's rundown, but now I just, you know, hey, it's early. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, so. I had a great time, and, and I, I got home in time to watch the Super Bowl. But I was a little bit late, and it was touch and go as to whether we were going to make it. So that's why I wasn't here. Excellent. 
But well, I had a, I had a fantastic trip, and I really appreciated it. And I I got to watch some of the post game, which never happens. I really did enjoy watching that Super Bowl game. I am surprised by some of the react to it. You know, the the idea that the penalty decided the game, and why do the officials call penalties and all that stuff? I I think it's a worthy discussion, but I also kind of think that, you know, I I thought it. I thought he grabbed his jersey, and I thought I saw it on TV before the call was made. I thought that they could have not thrown the flag and let it go because it happens almost on every passing down. But Definitely. But I think that the big picture takeaway for me was not that it, it, it dictated the outcome of the game. It may have deprived the Eagles a chance to, right. to stage a historic rally or a comeback, that kind of thing. But if that was your takeaway from a 38-35 to 35 game, that it right. was a classic. Classic. I, I don't know if that you're looking at the right things. Mahomes limping off and then then that coming back, and I, I think he had one incompletion in the second half, right? It was uh, – he threw one away. And I was trying to remember, when was the ring around the rosy play? Remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. That was Andy Reid. the first half or the second half? Doing uh, what I, it's all everybody blur. wanted him to do. I th- it had to be in the second half, I think. I think that was the only incompletion. He threw the ball away um, because they were – yeah, that ring around the rosy thing was so Andy Reid. It was so Andy Reid, I think, yeah. that other coaches would not have been able to get away with it on that stage. But given who he is and given what their MO is – and plus, when you have the most joyous quarterback in the league, a guy who just – you know, is he's having fun. He's having fun. He is a great player. And you can get away with that kind of stuff when Patrick Mahomes is there because if you make a mistake, he'll erase it. Speaking about when Patrick Mahomes is there, remember when the Bulls – excuse me, the Bears, like, traded up and they got a quarterback and they didn't take him? Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was I, a mistake. That was now, a mistake. I, I, would, would, uh, would the Bears have been to five home championship games? No. Not at all. Would they have a couple of Super Bowls? That, to me, is one of the biggest misnomers about Super Bowl week last week in the buildup that we talked about. And I don't deny anybody that kind of regret that they feel and the pain that they want to relive. But I don't think that Patrick Mahomes coming to Chicago would have made the Bears an instant perennial contender. Yeah. Uh, We have a texter. Or Super Bowl participants. Who freaking cares about your weekend? Three students are dead, you idiots. Yeah, there was a shooting at Michigan State. First of all, I mean, I'm sorry that I mentioned that I wasn't here and gave the reason, but I, I, um, I was following that, and I was kind of – I spent a lot of time reading that story. The, the campus was in lockdown. Everybody was stay in place, and they um, – you know, it was a 43-year-old – dude who walked into a dorm and then walked into the... It's another American tragedy. It's another gun uh, example of gun violence. And and we're not going to ignore it, and we're not overlooking it. You can be as critical and and hateful if you want to text us all morning long, but no, we don't have a loss of perspective. No. We're just... uh, (laughs) We're just a sports station doing a sports It's a sports talk radio station. So. We will talk about sports and put the you know national tragedies into context as as necessary. Last night so. it was frightening yeah, to watch. It was anybody who has anybody anywhere. I don't want to even reduce it to just because you have a kid on a college campus, right? But it certainly hits home when you do. 
and you can't ignore it anywhere. But it's one of those situations that happens far too often. And every time it happens, we say the same types of things. Doesn't diminish it. And you just hope that people learn from it because this can't continue to happen in this country. Our problem with guns, it's a, it's a national epidemic. And it's, it's a huge issue that needs all of our attentions. So, right. Texter, you're right. We all need to pay more attention to it. But you're wrong if you think that it doesn't matter to us. So just yeah. stop it. So there you go. Um, and and to, to answer another texter, I did not personally see any balloons over Canadian airspace. <laughs> but I was looking out the window. I was worried about window. you, buddy. Yeah. I was worried yeah. about you. But <laughs> I felt like someone was watching so me. So I got out the map you know, when, when it said, like, over Lake Huron. Uh, where's Mully? Uh, where, where, where's Mully now? And, and are we sure yeah. that this isn't that close to Montreal airspace? Yeah. So that I, I uh, was asking my brother, I was like, why, like, what, what's with the balloon? Like, why a balloon? You know, doesn't a satellite. Why are you fascinated in his answer? Well, he's, you know, it's a very obvious. If he can one. share his answer, because yeah, he does have yeah. some access to information or the experience in, in understanding yes. these things. Yeah, he did work for the defense. Department. Yeah. He said that satellites are like, are moving and they're spinning and they're, you know, you, it, you're going to get, you're going to get pictures but you're not going to be able to with a balloon you can stop it and sit there and be over whatever the site is that you're looking for okay. and you can spend a lot of time gathering a lot of information so it isn't it isn't exact like i honestly i because you hear balloons and you think carnivals or you think when like, you hear balloons you think you don't take it as seriously exactly. as if you uh, heard a description of some sort of spy plane yeah or uh, intelligence d- device, something that would, you know, in our in our minds, you hear balloon and you do kind of think of the, oh, yeah, I remember being in a hot air balloon. That was a fun festival, wasn't exactly. it? Yeah, exactly. Let's do it again, honey. Let's have, let's have some champagne and Napa. <laughs> exactly. Is that where all where the balloons are? Where is the cheese? Yeah, I've never been in a balloon. I've never been in, like, a hot air balloon. I don't know that I could do it. I, it, I think the like the uh, the idea of being that close to falling to earth would be, you know, it's like sometimes when you look over the ledge you think like what would that be like if I, I just, you know. I was a kid. And, you and it. it was something that we had in our small town a festival. Wow. Every summer and we had a hot air Chinese balloon. balloon <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was tough growing up in Beijing. Um, <laughs> I, I think that what I remember about it was being scared to death and wow. vowing never to yeah. do it again. I wasn't yeah. old enough to – I was maybe 10-ish, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to think, and I, I just didn't want to do it again. So it, there have been opportunities on vacations. You know, you oh, think would, about what to do. That would terrify me. I don't want to do it again. Yeah, I, I never have. I, I would not want to do that. I don't know why. I mean, listen – would I like to go around the world in 80 days? Yeah, okay. But I'm, I'm a little I too I think busy that was fiction. That. Okay. <laughs> but, I mean, that, doesn't that sound great? Like, it does, We got yeah. in the hot air balloon and we floated. Who was the guy in Chicago? Was it Steve Fawcett? Was that the name of oh, the guy? Oh, that's a good call. That's yeah. a good. Uh, that, that was an awful, yeah. awful tragedy. That, I that's believe a, he disappeared a good, in a balloon. It thing. was awful, but I, I had forgotten yeah. that story. It's not something that you, you want to do again necessarily unless you have a uh, – you know, you want to be adventuresome. Right. But that is not the type of balloon we're talking about here. No, they, these balloons are like the size of four buses or something, right? It's like this giant, 
like spy balloon. Easy to mock, harder to understand. A, a very easy to mock. Yeah. But yeah. 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 The United States uses drones, not hot air balloons. Okay. So maybe that's a little more forward thinking, but I don't know. I don't know what we're doing. And uh, I do know that uh, that I got a decent explanation as to why a balloon. I, I, just, I felt like, oh, that's good information. I, I will uh, repeat that publicly when, when I return. <laughs> and he was okay with that? You didn't have to clear it? <laughs> I with, hope so. With, I didn't uh, think there was government clearance. I don't think there's any clearance. I don't okay. think he had anything no. to do with the balloons. So, you know, when you left. Uh, for your trip, the yes. Bulls were struggling and looking for a victory, you know, and you're were, back, and they're still struggling and listen, looking for a victory. David, they were like they were a hair away from 500, and and you were getting ready to restart the season, and the trade deadline was coming, and they did nothing, which was really, you know, weird to monitor that they did nothing, and yet they did nothing, and I'm not saying that I expect, I don't know what I expected, but I I thought they'd do something. And now it's like they're just gasping to the finish line here or to the to the All-Star break. They need break. to get to the All-Star they break. They need it to be like before last night's game. They haven't won. they were terrible yeah. last night. Terrible. Last night was maybe the worst of the four during this losing streak. Oh. And that's, that's a, a low bar uh, because they have been really disappointing. They have been very inconsistent. And it was baffling, frankly, Friday yeah. morning to wake up to – no trade to talk about, and to have Arturis Karnaschovas on our show and to talk to him about embracing the status quo and have his answers be as, as unsatisfying as they were. And he's not a guy that is going to reveal much, but I think that since he has come, this is his first encounter with the kind of scrutiny he's received. Not good. And you start to wonder about what he's seeing and if we're watching the same game. Because the Bulls are a team in desperate need of something. Maybe that's Russell Westbrook, and because that's become a, a bigger source of conversation. But I have to tell you, you can bring them in. You can ignore them. You can do whatever you want. Problems go deeper than just that one question. I, I heard, I think it was Stacy talk about it, and he made a point that I think is, is a tremendous point. Russell Westbrook does not fill any of your needs. I mean, he, he does a little bit. He could... He could run an offense a little bit, right? He can take the ball, and he can, but he doesn't shoot the three. Right, you, you can't shoot the three. But what he is, always has been, and shall continue to be, is a guy that will break his rear end and compete Ooh. on a night-to-night basis. And that's, I think, when you hear stories of Billy reaching out to his camp and all that. Billy coached him, and he knows that that guy brings it every single night. Whether he can play anymore or not, he tries on a nightly basis, and good God, would that be a welcome addition to this Bulls team. Well, that's how bad this has gotten. Yeah. Because in the week since we started maybe considering the possibility, at first my initial reaction was, oh, Russell Westbrook, are you serious? He, at this stage of his career, first exactly. of all, how are you going to fit that contract? Second of all, what does he do to you? He's his fifth team in five years. And third of all, he's not a three-point shooter, and you need three-point shooters. That was before the deadline. I think that was four losses ago. That's but right. now, what does this team need more than anything? You're right. Billy Donovan knows. That's a great observation because he knows better than we do. They lack energy. Yes. They lack intensity. Yes. They lack focus. So what does Russell Westbrook offer? The guy who coached him knows that every night 
He's going to bring at least that. He's going to bring a professional effort in every game he plays. He's a competitor. He's going to make people uncomfortable. And you know what? This is a team that needs to be uncomfortable. They're not responding to coaching. They're not responding to whatever challenge is in front of them. Maybe they need to shake things up. So I'm not as against this at, at a week later as I was maybe when this speculation began only because the Bulls have gotten to the point where they're so desperate what can it hurt they did nothing they did nothing and, and it's it's fairly evident they did nothing they, I did not they, want that to be exactly yeah. I didn't want that to get in the way of anything else they tried or you know tinkered with in terms of a, a, a trade or this or that but standing pat that ain't it yeah no, that was, that was, it's just, I mean, and you know, it's almost like the team is, am I going to be traded? Are you going to be traded? Who's going to be, nobody? Nobody. <sighs> Same like guys. There's, there's an exhale from like, a oh, team. That you again? Yeah. Like, okay, well yeah. then I'm going to sleep in. It, it's game. so bad oh, it's or awful. so obvious. And I, and I, with due respect to Dale and Terry, the yes. rookie, but he has been a wall. For the most of the season, yeah. Billy Donovan so desperate last night for a spark, he yeah. turns to the rookie. He provided yeah. a spark. Yeah, he did. He had some energy. But that's how badly they need something, some shot of adrenaline that Russell Westbrook might be able to provide. You know, you'd have to be desperate to sign Russell Westbrook. Welcome to the Bulls season. Yeah, hello. They are desperate, yeah. and he would help. So, I mean, whatever. I don't know how, how much he could hurt. Yeah. I don't know how much that would damaged because they're already very damaged this is a team out of the playoff picture right now needs to get things going in the final 25 games and no team in the league needs the all-star break worse than the bulls do yeah i i mean listen i didn't want them to make a move strictly to make a move i wanted them to make a move to get better and i guess if that doesn't come up then they're better I, off not doing that but the, the result of the of the pass on the trade deadline has been just a dead arse team playing dead arse basketball and losing four in a row. I wanted them to make a trade to get a shooter so you didn't have to lead the league in uh, games with fewer than 10 three-point shots, which the Bulls now do with 26 after last night. They shot 19% from three. And they have shot 19% or, or worse from three during this four-game losing streak. They, they That's missed, a team in need of shooters. What, did they miss their first 15 or 16? They were, they were just missing every exactly. three. It was unbelievable. I just remember they finally hit a three, and I was like, oh, there's a three. Look at that. Look, they, you, you got it. And then they hit a few. But I think Billy said, you know, even if you're not hitting them, you got to keep taking them because you got to hit them. And he felt that they got scared off the three-point line because they weren't going down collectively. He'd be right. But how do you fix that? That is a roster problem more than it it's is a, a coaching problem. problem. That's a roster problem. It's a roster problem or a player problem. I don't know how you'd term it. Uh, all right. Um, I love the, the Super Bowl. That was a lot of fun. We're going to talk about that. We got to talk about these Bulls. I, I, uh, not fun. And, and you know what? In our backyard, you missed this uh, while you were gone. Northwestern stunned the number one team in the country in Purdue on Sunday. I thought that would get them ranked. They're not. Neither is Illinois. They got votes, but Northwestern and Chris Collins did something that Northwestern basketball never had done before. Go Cats. Go Cats. We'll talk about all of it. We've got the pick six next. It's Mully and Hall at Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 to the score. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's Pick 6 with Mully and Haw, where we debate the top six sports stories of the day and then open it up to you, the Chicago sports fan. Call us at 312-644-6767, or you can tweet your thoughts at Mully Haw. Pick 6 with Mully and Haw starts now. What do you make of the report that Bulls coach Billy Donovan has reached out to Russell Westbrook's camp that the Chicago Bulls should be the place that he goes when he reaches a buyout with the Jazz. Donovan coached Russ for four years in OKC. Is Russ the right guy for the Bulls? Yeah, we kind of just discussed this a little bit. I'm all for it just because it's different because you need, uh, you know, this is a former league MVP. I understand how bad he's been uh, and unable to share the ball with LeBron and them. And, and you know, look, they, they, they need shooting as much as anything. And he can't shoot. And we all know that he's not a great shooter. He's not an outside shooter. And he's a volume scorer, but he's a driver at the basket, etc. I think he could – here's the thing. I've been thinking about it quite a bit. What's in it for him? What's in it for Russell Westbrook? The problem is he probably would like to be on a title contender and he could help some team as a super sub, whatever. If he comes to Chicago, he's got a chance – to be a key part of a team that is fighting to get into the playoffs. He also has a chance to fall on his face and uh, and to kind of underscore uh, like how bad the shooting on this team is, right? Does, does his presence make guys better three-point shooters? No. So I don't know what's in it for him. I, I mean, I guess you would argue that what's in it for him is a chance to be a frontline player. And, and there's a group around him that if he could – run an offense, they could play pretty well. So maybe there is something here for him. But I, I would imagine he'd prefer to – we just assume he would come here. The, the best thing the Bulls have going for him is the coach that reached out four years as his head coach. Um, I, I think that if I were him, I would rather play than not play. I'm not sure 
that it makes the Bulls any better. Uh, you would think it would at least make them in the play-in game, right? I mean, is is the bar set that low that that's now the new goal, get, get into the play-in game? But I got to say, for what we do here in the morning, I, I say bring it. Bring it on. We're bringing the soap opera. Let's see. I do find it interesting that it's Billy Donovan, right, that's making that um, pass to his people. Like, hey, don't don't you forget about me. Remember what we did together in Oklahoma, that kind of thing. So that's that's very interesting. I wonder what, what are that you dynamic. What, what are you implying? That, that, that AK doesn't want him? No, no, no. I think it's interesting that if, if Billy's going to AK and saying to AK, hey, Trust me, like you might, AK, you might be a little hesitant on this. Trust me that I can get the best version of Russell Westbrook here with the Bulls. And I think that's what's really interesting about the whole thing to me. I mean, the Bulls need something. They, they've said they need a point guard. They're, they're, they're falling on that. We haven't had ball all year, and we might, you know, any day right. now they can announce that he's done for the, the, the 2023 season, right? You're more aggressive and willing to make a mistake when you have little to lose. And the Bulls don't have much to lose right now. They are one of the more disappointing teams in the league. They are sitting here, and the conversation is different than it was a week ago. A week ago, I, I didn't like the idea. I'm not going to – we don't have to go back and play the tape. I didn't like the idea. I'm not a big fan of what he has done to the teams that he has been on the last five years. But this Bulls team is a mess. Yeah. And last night, they went, a, they went to great lengths to remind us just how lethargic they can be, just how sloppy they can be, and how – the infusion of energy is something that they need. They didn't have to lose to the magic at home to make the point, <laughs> but it was made. So bringing Russell Westbrook in isn't necessarily a bad idea because you can't mess it up any more than it's been wrecked. But I also think that this does not imply a fraction between AK and Billy. No. Oh, I don't think because, that. Because Billy, and I didn't know if Dustin was going no. there, but Billy is – the connection to the guy, right? I mean, that if how, anybody how can reach him, yeah. if anybody can get through to this guy at right. this stage of his career right. in a short period of time, it will be somebody he respects, and he seems to respect Billy Donovan because of their history. Right. Next question. Embracing the status quo at the trade deadline, how much did AK jeopardize his own job security, or is it way too early to start asking that question? Well, it's never too early to wonder I don't think that Michael Reinsdorf is asking that question yet. But I do think that this is a risk that comes with not doing anything at the trade deadline and believing in the roster that you have poorly constructed to get them out of the pit that they have dug for themselves. And the refrain, which was constant on Thursday and Friday, about having 27 games left or 26 games left, and now it's 25, whatever the case may be, this team is not going to respond in the way that Arturis Karnaschovas expected it to respond. That's pretty clear, I think. Th something could change, but it's not going to change without you doing something to alter your roster, to change the mix. Now DeMar DeRozan has a hip injury. That's going to be an issue. At what point do we start to question AK and, and whether or not he's the guy you have faith in moving forward and hitting reset again? This is a huge offseason if they don't make the playoffs. If they don't make the playoffs, this will be a dominant theme over the summer. 
is he on the clock, and how loudly is that clock ticking? Well, he had said to us, to this show, that he suffers these losses like Bulls fans do. He is not happy. Mediocrity will not be tolerated. Wasn't that something, something along those lines? That was the quote, mediocrity yeah. will not be tolerated. I, that, that wasn't even mediocrity last night. That, that, they shot 14% from three-point distance. That, that's not mediocre. That, that's, that's downright bad. That, that's that, that, terrible, as Charles Barkley would say. Terrible. Um, is AK's job security in jeopardy? I don't think so. That's not Michael Reinsdorf. That's not the Reinsdorf sports ownership way, I, I don't think. But by staying status quo, I do think he puts Billy Donovan out on a little bit of a plank, if you will. Like, people are going to question whether Billy and this staff can get through to these players. It's easier to change the coach than it is the executive vice president. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, that's all true. I just think that they're, they, they were aggressive in putting this team together, and they haven't seen it come to fruition, and they won't because of the Lonzo Ball injury, among other things. So I think that we're going to see if this doesn't work, I think the change is coming. I think that if this, you know, he said to, to you that he was in on a lot of deals that they just didn't pull the trigger on any because they didn't help them in the right now or moving forward. So that, to me, indicates that that they are aware of where they're at and they're going to have to move forward. And And I would imagine that if this, if this doesn't work, and it certainly looks like it's not working, they're going to blow it up to a certain extent and they're going to try to do something. They're not going to just sit and watch this happen again. Hey, here's a question for you guys to discuss and ponder. That's the voice of Mike Florio. will be with the guys 845 right here on the score with two Super Bowl titles in the last four years. The Chiefs look like a dynasty, especially with Patrick Mahomes leading them to a home AFC championship every year he started. Will they win two more in the next four years? Will they win more or less? Yeah, you know, I think that they're going to have to be a favorite every time out because of Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, and we'll find out exactly the extent of the of the uh, the ankle injury, et cetera, but Patrick Mahomes played on one leg in the playoffs, and they still won the Super Bowl. That's extraordinary. You know, when you think about that team and, and losing Tyreek Hill and – the way they've had to readjust everything, and they'll, you know, who goes now? Frank Clark will have to go, right, in the offseason. They'll save $20 million there. I, I just think it's been unbelievable to, uh, to watch them kind of uh, go through players and, and get to this point. It is, it is amazing, and it just underscores the, the quarterback and the importance of the quarterback. And he is the best player in the league, you know, we talked about could Joe Burrow, if he wins that game, could he come? Could he be the best player? No, no, because he couldn't win the game because Mahomes is the best player in the league. And, you know, it's Mahomes MVP followed by injured Mahomes, probably second best player in the league. <laughs> I don't know, but that is pretty damn impressive what they managed to do. And Andy says he wants to come back. So that's nice. Yeah, I don't see how you could say that they won't be back in contention that's for that's for sure they're, they're at home every year and i do think they could win two in the next four years with health being a factor obviously as long as if patrick mahomes is uh your starting quarterback then i think you've got a really good shot at winning 
two out of the next four. The NFC seems light years behind the AFC right now. So as long as the Bills can continue to not figure it out, um, I do think the Chiefs have a really good shot at winning two out of the next four. So do I. I they have 11 draft picks in 2023. Yeah, they got a fourth okay. and a sixth. I They've think, got four of those picks yeah. of the, out of the 11 are seventh rounders, but you, the, you, we've seen what they can find in the seventh round. They can find a guy that can make an impact in the Super Bowl in Pacheco. So they are drafting wisely. They are making the best use out of their talent. It helps when you have a quarterback that can make everybody else around him better. And he has elevated the play of the receiving core. He makes the offensive lineman better because he gets rid of the ball before he's sacked. He has this innate sense of knowing when to do that and when to escape trouble. And so everybody's better a little bit more um, quickly, and they improve at that rate when you have Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback, and he's not going anywhere. And he was compromised, and this was supposed to be the step-back year without Tyreek Hill, and they're celebrating today in Kansas City. So it's not unrealistic to think they can win two more in the next four years. It's not unrealistic to say that he's on a path that puts him on uh, on course to be one of the top five quarterbacks ever. That's not exaggeration, not with this guy. This is Kansas City's Jordan. And like we in Chicago looked at Michael Jordan in the early 90s and expected greatness, and you wondered if what the Bulls accomplished was was a possible thing. In Kansas City, they've got dreams that are just as realistic because of one guy. That's going to be a question for you okay. guys. There he is, Dave Wanstead. He'll be here at 745. What is your read on the value of the number one wide receiver after seeing the Chiefs win the Super Bowl despite trading Tyreek Hill to Miami for five draft picks? Is it mitigated by seeing the Eagles make the Super Bowl after acquiring A.J. Brown via a trade with Tennessee? Did the Chiefs have a whopping eight players with at least 250 receiving yards underscore the quarterback is greater than the wide receiver reality? It's a great question, especially now, especially in this town at this time. But it's the answer is comes with an asterisk. Because of the Patrick Mahomes situation, what we just described and making a dynasty possible, there's only a few quarterbacks in this league that you could have that conversation and say such things about. He's one of them. He's at the top of the list, the very top. So I don't think that they needed Tyreek Hill. I don't think they need a clear-cut number one. I don't think as long as Travis Kelsey is finding ways to get open and Andy Reid is designing those plays, they don't need A.J. Brown. The Eagles did. There's no doubt to me the Eagles did. They needed Devontae Smith. They needed A.J. Brown. They needed, they needed Dallas Goddard. They needed every resource conceivable from a receiver standpoint to make Jalen Hurts better. Jalen Hurts is accurate because A.J. Brown will go up and make that desperation throw a classic completion and a Super Bowl highlight. That is why you need your A.J. Brown in Chicago. That is why Ryan Poles can't look at Kansas City and say, this is where I'm from, this is how we're going to do it. No, doesn't work here. You don't have number 15. You've got number one, Justin Fields. He can be Jalen Hurts. But you've got to help them do that. And the one of those ways you, you do that is by getting a receiver the caliber of an A.J. Brown. I mean, right now in the NFL, it's Patrick Mahomes and it's everybody else. So I, I think when you have 
the best player in the in the game on your team, you don't necessarily have to have the best receivers. There is also something to be said for the partnership of Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. I mean, those two plays, the, 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 the short, quick touchdown passes that they scored on late in the game, I mean, that was brilliant. And that's just Andy Reid again. Now, he'll give credit to everybody else, but that's that's Andy Reid, and that's that relationship. And um, if the Bears want to be where the Eagles are at with Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields, then they need that big – don't don't fo- – you know, follow – Follow the pattern. Follow the blueprint of the Eagles. Not saying you don't need to follow the blueprint of the Chiefs. The Chiefs also have arguably, if not the one of the best tight ends to ever play the position. Well, that so he elevates. He, you know, you could argue that he's not a tight end. We've had this argument before. He's he's a hybrid. So kind of he's he's kind of the number one wide receiver on the Chiefs, right? I mean, he doesn't play a whole lot with his hand in the dirt. Yeah, he, he I think that's the wild card in this whole thing. They could afford to trade Tyreek Hill. They had to do something because of the salary cap and the money. And so they could afford to trade him because they knew they had a number one receiver in, in Travis Kelsey, as you say, Dustin. That's a good point. And that connection has it's it always works. But you know, Scantling had a pretty good game. Uh, yesterday too it's they've done a really good job of adding multiple weapons um and, and you know what's interesting is you think about it like the eagles who was it was it benjamin who had a chance to catch a ball deep and dropped it at like the five yard would have been line? a great catch but it you, would have been a great but catch, aj brown comes down the, with that but the ball was there and aj yeah. brown does come down mm-hmm. with that no question about it david so you you know you need uh, quarterbacks need help and big receivers and, and talented receivers and speed receivers, those are all guys that help a ton. So the, the Bears need better at the wide receiver position. No question about that. And, you know, that's going to help the quarterback get better too. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a big question. As we keep debating legacy in the NFL, does Patrick Mahomes mean more to Andy Reid's Super Bowl success than Tom Brady meant to Bill Belichick's? Or put it another way, was Brady at 27 years old as impactful on everything as Mahomes is now? Oh, this is a really good question. I, you know, I think that Patrick Mahomes, from a pure uh, talent standpoint, is uh, more talented than Tom Brady. I think that Tom Brady learned the game to a point where he became, you know, just a kind of unbeatable player and a great competitor and all that. But I think Mahomes just in terms of being able to buy time, being able to move, being able to... I mean, he had a couple of huge runs in that game, and he was on one leg. Um, I, I think Mahomes has got about as, as good a combination of, uh, of special as we've seen in the NFL. I think he's that good a player. I really think he is the best player in the league for a reason. I think they're going to be in competition for titles uh, because of it. I think that Andy needed him more than Bill. Although Bill, you know, he struggled to win in Cleveland, and then he did struggle. You know, the only argument would be the one year that Brady got hurt. They did win 11 games, right, or 10 games. They didn't make the playoffs. But um, but he did manage to win um, with the team that he had created around Tom. But, but yeah, I, you know, I don't want to diminish Tom in any fashion, but if – 
if Mahomes plays until he's in his 40s, until he's 45, he plays another 18 years, there isn't going to be a record left in the in the game. There's not going to be a single record left. And, and you know, the, the rules already favor the quarterback. They favor receivers. They favor offense. If that continues, then I think he can play a long time. Everything you just said is is spot on. I mean, if Mahomes, I mean, Mahomes could write. Mahomes could walk away today, and be a Hall of Famer. Yes, yeah. he never played again. Right, he, he'd walk into Canton mm-hmm. as, as a Hall of Fame football player. Well, now I think the key part of this question is Andy Reid's Super Bowl success. Now, Andy Reid did more in Philadelphia than Belichick did in other stops without Tom Brady. Right, he had more. He had well. He got to he got to Super Bowls. I mean, well, no, Belichick I mean, never got to a Super Bowl Belichick, without Tom Brady. He only had one stop before that, and that was Cleveland. You could argue that. Oh, Belichick, do you count the Jets? Well, I've said a few. <laughs> no, but if you if you count, no, I don't. I if know, you count, enough. if you count the Giants, Belichick designed those Huge. defenses right. that won a Super. I mean, is Parcells a Hall of Fame coach without Belichick? I mean, Belichick, it turns out, was the talent on that. On but that are you asking if Reed would have won a Super Bowl without Mahomes being drafted? Right. I, I, I'm, I'm wondering, like. Because he didn't in Philadelphia. He didn't right. in Philadelphia. Um, you know, and Tom Brady left Bill and, and won a Super Bowl without Bill. See, so that's, that's kind of the, that's, that's kind of the, who needed, that That was the old who needs yes, who more, that, who's that, more likely to win that, a Super that, Bowl that, without each other. That's interesting. That's what muddies it for me a little bit because. I look back to when Tom Brady was 27 and you try to remember what that was like when he was just ascending and he had, right. he had gotten to the point where he was MVP caliber. I think we still looked at the Patriots as Bill Belichick's defense and, and, and the complimentary pieces and the offense that just did everything right and didn't make mistakes. And now, not, not to reduce his skill set, but he, Tom Brady at one point of his career was the game's best game manager. Right, because he no wasn't doubt. he wasn't explosive. He just knew where to put the ball. He had Gronk in the way that Mahomes had Kelsey, and he had a lot of pedestrian wide receivers. But he never threw the ball away, and he never made a mistake. But I think it was more about Belichick's defense and and brain than it was about Brady's ability. Whereas, in contrast, I do think that Mahomes at 27 is more impactful because of his overall skill set. It's extraordinary. The arm talent is unmatched. And I think that he does, to me, mean more to Andy Reid and has more to do with him winning two Super Bowls in Kansas City than maybe Brady did in Belichick winning his when they did at that stage of his career, respectively. So you can't go wrong with either way, but I would give a slight nod to Mahomes. I'm not talking necessarily about a pick six or something like that. That's the voice of Brad Biggs. He's here at 7 while we're still celebrating Northwestern's victory over number one Purdue, is it premature to ask whether Big Ten Coach of the Year frontrunner Chris Collins would be someone pursued by Notre Dame? Would that be a lateral move or a step up? They do need a coach, the Irish. <laughs> well, Mike Bray and Chris Collins are tight from having a shared experience yeah. with Duke on the bench next to Mike Krzyzewski. Chris Collins would look at South Bend, I would think, in Notre Dame as a step up. I think it's a better basketball program. They have had uh, more consistent success because of Mike Bray, and he's put the program at a, at a point where that, to me, would be more than a lateral move. I can understand the question because you're in the Big Ten. You're going to the ACC. 
maybe Notre Dame basketball is always going to be in the football shadow, but it also is going to be a place where you're in a conference like the Big Ten that you can make do some damage in March and you can take it to the next level and maybe get to a Final Four. I have no idea if Chris Collins would be looking to move. I know last uh, offseason was a big one for him. It, it, there was no certainty that he was coming back. It was more cost-efficient to bring him back. Now look at him. He's the Big Ten Coach of the Year frontrunner. Matt Painter is going to have something to say about that. But Chris Collins is signed through 2025. That's a long contract. Could he get out of it? Absolutely. College basketball is crazy. College sports is nuts right now. You can never say no to any possibility. So I'm not saying no to this. I have no idea. I don't have any inside information that Notre Dame is interested in pursuing Chris Collins. Would it shock me? Absolutely not. I mean, they could do worse than Chris Collins. That, that's for sure, is their next head coach. David, I'm curious, though, and maybe I missed it for a second. I apologize. Do you think this is more, is that a step up or is it lateral? No, I think it's a step up. Yeah, I, I do too. I, I, because of part of it is because of the conference that they play in. I think that's that's also, no. and I'm, I mean, I know we're in Big Ten country, but typically the ACC, right, is better in the Big Ten as far as college hoops goes mo- most of the time. Um, it's interesting. I'm sure, you know, the other thing is I'm sure Collins and Bray have a relationship, right, from the, the Duke connection. So there's got to be something, there's got to be something to that as well. I, I guess it's all about behind the scenes, what's the relationship like between Chris Collins and his boss, the athletic director at Northwestern? What is that relationship like? But I'd be shocked if Northwestern makes the tournament this year, which they're on the path to do so, I'd be shocked if he then left when he could have kind of that uh, – Pat Fitzgerald kind of, you know, you could be here for as long as you but want. But you see it all the deal. time. You see people, oh, you know, no. get, to, you do. get to March Madness. You do, but it's been a long it also, six it also years since they Chris were there. Collins get a nice extension, too, on the flip side, right? That could right. be a yeah. bargaining chip. Let me ask something. Did Chris Collins seem more likely to be fired than to be extended a year ago? Yes. They had a losing season, you know, whatever, 15 and 16. I, I don't even know, but it was a game below 500. Then he made some staff. He got remember the statement of support. He, they had to like, oh no, we're not doing anything with Chris. And then he got um, he got rid of some staff members, right? Didn't he? Didn't he mix it up on the coaching staff? And then they got into the transfer portal well, and got a couple players. Well, and, there's a belief that he yeah. held his job only because it was too expensive to buy him out. So so now we got him getting promoted or getting an extension. I'm just saying, crazy. I, I, I think it's crazy. Um, I think he's done a real good job. Let's see what happens. Let's see how they finish out this year and if they can make any kind of move in the tournament. Um, yeah, I believe the Final Four is in uh, Houston again, right? And um, and so are the Sox to open the season. How about so that? You could double down. Okay, show trip. Show trip. We're going Final Four slash Abreu Debut. So you're saying no, and you're saying maybe Notre Dame would set its sights on another maybe college basketball coach with some local connections who might be interested in South Bend, perhaps? Who you got? Oklahoma's. Yeah. You got know? Porter? I don't know. Maybe. There's a rumor Listen, out there. There are Porter, all kinds of rumors Porter's out a, there. Porter's a good man. Yeah, it would is. be a nice spot for him, and he'd be hopefully on the show more often. <laughs> we should get him on the show. We should get Porter on. Talk more week. Loyola. Talk more Oklahoma. I mean, can you imagine being the coach at Oklahoma? Look at that bloody conference. What a nightmare. I know. You know, hey, oh, we're, we're struggling. We're on the bubble. 
That's okay. Oh my God, here comes Baylor. Oh my God, here they got they got every every team in the bloody country. It's only Kansas. Oh yeah. Okay. Help. All right, three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven is the number. We've got the extra point. Next, it's Mully and Haw on the score. Set up this extra point. It's time for the extra point with Mully and Haw on six seventy the score. According to Fox, Super Bowl 57, it drew an audience of 113 million viewers, making it the third most watched TV show ever. Obviously, Super Bowl Sunday isn't broken, but would it be a good idea to move the two Saturday night where the audience might be even bigger and the experience more in line with an American culture? Well, I think that's an interesting question because you look at the top 10 TV shows of all time in terms of audience size. Nine of them are Super Bowls. Nine of them are Super Bowls. And 10th is MASH, the, the farewell. Wow. So <laughs> you look at the Super Bowl itself as a, as a television product. It's not broken. There's nothing wrong with it. There's no reason to react. But, you know, you can always get bigger. You can always get better. And the most watched audience, the biggest audience ever was 114 million uh, in 2015, February 1st, with the Seahawks and the Patriots Super Bowl. I think that if you put it Saturday night, it could exceed that. I don't know if television experts necessarily would agree, but I do think that it would make a lot of sense, a lot of sense from a cultural standpoint, from a convenience standpoint, just from a primetime atmosphere standpoint. Saturday night at the Super Bowl – Absolutely, 100% behind this idea if they want to do that. And I think now's the time. Everything's changing. And there's Thursday night flex games. There's Amazon. There's, you know, the NBA is going back to the NBC. Everything is changing about traditional sports viewing and our habits. Everything is different now. So why not go to Super Bowl Saturday night? I love the idea. I'd be all in favor of it, especially the first Sunday morning when you could sleep in after not having to worry about getting up for work after watching the Super Bowl. You could watch the post game without worrying about being tired the next day. I saw or heard a statistic on our sister station, News Radio WBBM, that one in five employees call in sick on Mondays <laughs> after the Super Bowl. And I would bet two out of the other four that show up are not as productive as they would normally be. And not to mention the people that plan the day off, right? So I think it makes a whole lot of sense. Especially, you know, the other part is you're always trying to grow the game with, with younger people, okay? Like kids have to go to school. It, it was 10 o'clock. It was 10 o'clock and we were still watching the Super Bowl. Kids got to get up and go to school. Like, do you know, that's another part of this. And I know advertisers aren't necessarily reaching out to kids, but guess what? Like eventually those kids are going to have the buying power and those kids are going to buy products. And a lot of the products that, I don't know, it's just I'll use myself as an example. A lot of the things I buy are things for my kids. So like that's where my, that's where my money's going anyway. So I think that's another reason to do it, to get that younger audience as engaged as humanly possible. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's really an interesting idea just because we know that the NFL owns Sunday. But as you're saying and pointing out, it owns Thursday, it owns Saturday at the end of the year, it owns Sunday, Monday. Whatever day you play the NFL, it owns. The NFL is, could take over a Saturday without a hitch. Um, I, I don't know. Is it tradition? I don't know why 
we rely on a, 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 you know, it's the Super Bowl Sunday, right? It's the Sunday is the NFL's day, but the NFL, as I said, has taken over any day they play. And and I think that you're going to get an audience if it's Saturday night. Now, let's say you have a Saturday night and you don't get 18 million or billion, whatever the number is. Would you then be worried that people are going to try to watch it uh, on delay or on how do we have yeah, our numbers? How do we build up what fair we want? Question. I just think that I, I think that um, I think if you had put it on a Saturday, then that would probably help humanity. It would certainly help anyone on the morning show. The problem might be that you wouldn't have kind of the Monday hangover from the game, the Tuesday clarity about the game. It might not be a story that lasts into the next week in the same fashion it does now. I think you could put the NFL honors on Sunday night. You could have the postseason basically wrap-up banquet in the same Super Bowl city if you want to do that, if you need to do that, if you need something on a Sunday, because then it would feel like it's final. It would be complete. Now, you might not have – the MVP there because he might be at Disney World or Disneyland or wherever Patrick Mahomes went yesterday. But I do think that if you need a Sunday event to cap off the week, you could do that and move things around. You're not going to lose any bit of interest in the buildup during the week if you move your NFL honors from Thursday night to Sunday night and you move the game to Saturday. You have a lot of opportunities here to even squeeze more interest and make more money, if you will. The revenue stream is wide open. And then, then maybe a Monday night Pro Bowl? <laughs> well, only if it's, you know. O- <laughs> only o- if they actually play football? Only if they actually play football, <laughs> yeah. Now, at some point, you've got to yeah. stop, and the season has to end. And I know yeah, we're all yeah. kind of in. When will that be? We're, well, our, our season in Chicago just this began. Is, this is depressing yeah. because now we're just trying to come to terms with the reality that there is not going to be an NFL game or a football game other than the USFL, with due respect, or the Arena League, or whatever, until August. When when is the combine? Isn't it coming up? March third. Just saying, That's couple right weeks around the corner. Yeah, hey, a week from. I'm sorry, three and a half weeks or whatever, or three weeks from today, or three weeks is is a combine. First week in March. A month from now, we'll be talking about. Free agency. Um, that's a big deal. March 14th is in the midst of that legal hey, tampering period. Apparently, Derek Carr is not giving Oakland any kind of Valentine's gift. Of no, today. he's not. So tomorrow, Nor they're going to have to make a decision. I think it's today. Uh, is it? I think it's I, tomorrow, the 15th, right? Is it? I, I, well, we can look it up. But it's either today or tomorrow. They've got to make a decision to launch the guy, which they're going to do, because otherwise he'd have too much money coming to him. Which means if you're the Jets, I believe if I'm not mistaken, they've yesterday uh, Aaron Rodgers turned the lights off, so he's got. I think four that he went into the dark, so to speak. Yes, and they've, um, got, they've got those the 72 do, hours now left to, well, to act. Saying, do you do you sign Derek Carr if he's released tomorrow before Aaron Rodgers it, comes out of? Uh, it's really interesting. The you open that door, I'll quickly go through it. Aaron Rodgers has his. Offensive coordinator of choice in New York with the Jets, Nathaniel Hackett. Yes. But Derek Carr has his quarterback coach from the Raiders, Todd Downing. They just hired on that staff. And Robert Sala, the head coach, is probably still pining for Jimmy Garoppolo from their days in San Francisco. 
So which of those three? When, when does Jimmy's decision be? I'm just saying, you don't want to be. It's great speculation. If you're looking for a quarterback, yeah. you don't want to be standing there when all the chairs are filled. No. Right? You, no. So you'd wait on Rodgers for a couple of days. Maybe. Probably. But, you know, Nathaniel Hackett, his specialty is getting Rodgers not to come. I thought we learned that last year in Denver. I think that's, that's a good point, yeah. Well, the one thing the Jets don't want to be is just in the dark. <laughs> He's leaving everyone in the dark. It's Mully and Haw at Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 to the score. It's a darkness retreat. That you were aware of some of the critics during the offseason uh, about the Chiefs team. How often do you keep receipts, you know, of that kind of stuff? Like, like a Michael Jordan, how much of that stuff pushes you? Yeah, it's hard not to hear that stuff, uh, especially in, in today's age and social media and everything like that. And so you hear um, how, how not good we're going to be. Um, and all you can do is prove it on the football field. I'm not a guy that's going to re- respond and say stuff back to people or anything like that on social media. I'm just going to go out there and prove it on the football field. And uh, once you do that, there's nothing they can really say. And- Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. I want to go to Disneyland. That is Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. He went to Disneyland. You know, I got to tell you, he was all over ESPN, and I'm like, what's he doing on ESPN? Oh, he's in Disneyland. Yep. Took ABC. his kids? Yes. Had a nice little family trip. Let Fun me ask you this. You uh, not being here yesterday, I think that a lot of the comparisons, I think, were obvious to me. I mean, I use the term Jordan-esque. Yes. I called him Kansas City's Jordan. The Michael Jordan comparisons in terms of trying to find a comp or just a historical, uh, put in historical context, what he means to the city, what he means to his franchise, and what to expect moving forward. He's 27 years old. Do you think that when we do that, it's overstatement? You lived through the Jordan era. You covered a lot of those teams. You saw it coming before it happened. Was there that sense that you were on the verge of greatness as a Bulls franchise, as a city of Chicago? Did you think that you, the best was yet to come after Michael's second title? And Like Kansas City must be feeling now about Patrick Mahomes. Well, you know, obviously completely different sports and really difficult when you start talking about the number of guys on a football team. What's extraordinary about Mahomes is he has – he has raised the level of that team beyond human comprehension. He has allowed them to win these titles because they could move on from a great wide receiver. You know, Michael, by the time, you know, I think Pat Riley said it after the second title, he said, Jordan's going to win for as long as he wants to. Because no one had ever been that kind of driven that, you know. That was Riley who said that, right? I was trying to remember that yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean, Here's the thing, David. Um, Mahomes lost a Super Bowl, right? Mahomes, God bless him. It took Mike a while to get there, but once he had unlocked it, lost he never to Brady. lost again. Right? Lost to Brady. Um, well, he lost after he came back from – he lost in the playoffs, I'm saying, on his first year back. Yeah, I mean – I know Mahomes lost to Brady, yeah. but, but he didn't play particularly well. Now, the reality was both his tackles were injured in that game. He had He was retreating and running for his life – that entire game. So I don't, I don't hold him responsible for it. I, don't, I wonder, like, I did think to myself when he limped back on and then put on that performance in the second half, which was extraordinary. They scored every time they touched the ball. I think they had the ball like 23 minutes and scored 30, 
four points in that half. I mean, what the hell is that? That's efficiency. It's beyond efficient. And I think that as I was thinking about it, it, you know, someone said that it was, it was, you know, like the, you know, the Knicks game seven. And I I, said it was his flu game. I thought it was more like Mike with the flu. Yeah. And, And what happened was when Jordan got ill, I remember um, a guy I knew who was a big gambler was like, hey, if you ever hear that guy is sick, call me, call me, because <laughs> he always wins when he's sick. And, and uh, we, you know, I used to think about it quite a bit. He would get so focused when he was ill that he would be, he would like, he would, you know, if he wasn't scoring, he would be rebound. He would just heighten his something. intensity. He, it's somehow laser focus. And that's yep. kind of what happened with it is what happened. in that game. I think it's a great comparison. Because he was almost more acutely aware of every step that he took, where he was in the pocket, where he needed to be, in time, on time. You talk about a rhythm passer. You saw that from Patrick Mahomes. And then when he needed to suck it up, the the defining play for Patrick Mahomes took was off. a 26-yard run. Yeah, a run. Yeah, incredible. Incredible. And and I think that when – but but it's, it's so difficult, you know, basketball hey. five-man game. You know, there's – there's there's a whole side it of the is. football that so, the quarterback can't but the impact. teams and the sport are so different. Right. But I think what to me is similar is that there is no replicating what the Chiefs have with Patrick Mahomes. No. Much the way that people could want to get their version of Jordan, right. they were never going to do that. How long did it take before there was really somebody who was comparable? LeBron James came much later, after Michael was done. You could argue that Michael being the third pick in a draft was really, uh, it was the dean of coaches. It was Dean Smith's fault because nobody knew how good Jordan was. Nobody understood how great he was. And when Portland gets a chance to make a selection, they just got Clyde Drexler. Well, we don't need another Clyde, which nowadays you would, but, so they go ahead and they take uh, Sam Bowie, and that was the big because mistake. Michael Elijah would have been the duplicate part. That's imagine what they how silly that sounds it's now. And the it dumbest was thing I've ever his, heard. It is a historically dumb decision. No disrespect to Clyde Drexler, who had a Hall of Fame career himself, but points well taken. And that's why I think when you talk about how it's impossible to replicate Patrick Mahomes, it's easier to try to say, okay, I, 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 with due respect. Tom Brady is the greatest player ever, but you can say that you're going to go out and get a quarterback that does what he does, that thinks like he thinks. Now, maybe he's not doesn't have the clutch gene, and you don't know that until you right, see it. Right. But when you say, I want to go out and get my version of Patrick Mahomes, what exactly is that? Because arm talent, elusiveness, intensity, toughness. I mean, that- you know what that is? That's That's having drafted Mitch Trubisky ahead of him and then saying, well, all we need is <laughs> Faw Andy Reid, and then we'll turn him into Patrick Mahomes. Faw Andy Reid. That's great. That could be on his business card. <laughs> 312-644-6767. Bigs time is next. Mully and Haw on the score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.